It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Whether it's because moms are working more, divorce rates are higher, or just because more is expected of them, dads today are taking on more and more responsibilities with child rearing that only a generation ago would have seemed out of place. What are some of the reasons for this, and how can new dads know what to do? I'm Jason Kreidman, founder of Dudes to Dads, and this is Parent Savers, episode 40. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Would you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your guest host, John O'Reill. Parent Savers is all about helping new and new again parents from the baby years through the toddler years. Not only do we have great experts, but we love to involve our listeners as well. So give us a tweet, shoot us an email, or call our hotline, and we'll get your questions answered. We love hearing from you. Make sure to visit the Parent Savers website, too, and sign up for our free newsletter. And don't forget, we have a Parent Savers Club where you can download the archived episodes and get exclusive content and more. Make sure to visit www.parentsavers.com for more information. Well, let's get rolling on today's topic. We've got an all-dads crew here in the studio. Um, for starters, let's go around and introduce ourselves. I'm a new-again parent. My son, Zyler, is 18 months old, and I also have a three-year-old and a five-year-old boy, and I'm joined by two other new parent panelists in the studio, as well as Jason. Uh, my name is Jerry. I'm 31. I'm a speech pathologist, and I have one daughter. Her name is London, and she's 21 months old. Uh, my name is Scott Killian. I am 36, a certified financial planner. I am uh, a father to one boy, Alex. He's three. My name is Jason Kreidman, um, internet marketer. I have two kids, uh, Kaysen, who's four, and Farah is two. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. For today's news headlines segment, we're going to look at a story um, that's kind of making the rounds since New Year's. It's an interesting story that we found about a drunk woman who got into a fight with some other people about her baby, basically because she went out on New Year's Eve, was too drunk, and the babysitter didn't want to give the baby back. It happened in Florida. A highly intoxicated woman was arrested after she allegedly attacked two other people in an argument over her baby. The 22-year-old woman had gotten into an argument with two other people after she tried to take her two-month-old back from her babysitter. And the deputy wrote in the press report the woman was, quote-unquote, highly intoxicated. And during the argument, the woman actually struck one of the victims several times in the face, chest, and arms. And I guess it kind of raises the issue of, you know, what responsibilities does a babysitter have or a parent have? Or is it a special event because it was New Year's? What do you guys think about the babysitter not turning it back over to the parents? 
Well, you hire a babysitter because you want to protect the child, so that's number one. You're not protecting the mom or the dad, so the babysitter did right, in my opinion. I, I want the babysitter's phone number because I want <laughs> yeah. that babysitter. Right, exactly. I think it's. I think she should have gotten more for this. I mean, it's you know that your baby's out. They're only two months old, and you're going to go out. Like, yeah, you can have some fun on New Year's, but if you're going to get highly intoxicated and start, you know, swinging at people, like that's right. That's clearly crossing a line. But I mean, I think that. I mean, uh, certainly. We've gone out, you know, on a night, come back to the babysitter and had a couple cocktails. Maybe we were within walking distance or had it. Like, is there, you know, is there a level between, like, you can't do anything, you can't have any drinks or have a good time? or? No, I, think I, it, I, yeah. I, I think it's just like driving. I mean, you have to make sure that there's somebody responsible who's not doing yeah. not doing it. So I think when you do, you're going out and you're going to party as, as a responsible adult, you've got to take into consideration that you have a child. Um right. You know, that's the difference of being a single man versus a family. And I think right. I think that's the difference between, between being a responsible adult and a responsible parent. Like you know, you have somebody else that's waiting for you who needs you need to come and get. And again, it's not like again, not like it would make any difference if they're two months or ten years old. You still need to be a responsible parent. Right. But this child's two months old. Like it's not like it's a new. It's not like it's an old thing where oh, they're a kid, they can take care of themselves. Yeah. Like you still maybe she's breastfeeding, maybe she's not. Like there's still all these other considerations that. Why are why are you getting drunk? Why are you getting you know s face? She's twenty two, but still that doesn't. I mean that doesn't. No, make, I, you know yeah, that's, that's yeah. part of it. No, I, I totally agree, and I think it's it's great job by this babysitter, and that's what you're hiring a babysitter for, right. exactly yeah. as Scott right. said. And the article seems to suggest some belligerence there too. I mean, coming back after a party and having a few cocktails is different than coming back swinging <laughs> right. to get your kid. Give me back my son. <laughs> Punch right. <laughs> With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For this week's Dads Only episode of Parent Savers, we have Jason Kreidman, founder of Dudes to Dads, a local San Diego group dedicated to helping dads with the transition from single man to family man. Jason is here to talk about what he's doing to help get dads more involved and to talk about some of the reasons he thinks this may be happening. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So what made you start Dudes to Dads? Can you tell us a little bit about the group and how it started and what it does? Sure, sure. I uh, had We had just had our second child and uh, work was stressful. Um, having a second child is stressful. And realizing that um, just kind of dealing with the daily life, I, I started reaching out to learn more about parenting. I was getting frustrated with little things every day and took some parenting classes and was really just really enjoyed it, but found that, you know, me talking to my friends who didn't necessarily relate to this or, um, you know, when we go out and, and or hang out, we're not really talking about our emotions or talking about what's going on and, and uh, especially with the kids. So. I started reaching out and finding that there's really not much for for guys and for dads and 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 dealing with that transition of you know being a happy single guy to now having two kids married and that stress that comes with that um, and loving every minute of it but really figuring out how to deal with it. So I started Dudes to Dads. This was a really recent, a couple months ago, and so far feedback's been incredible. And we meet every other Tuesday and um, 
we start, we talk and nice. it's great. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that it's just different, right? It's not that it's bad, different or good, different. It's just, well, it actually it is good, different, I would probably say, but it's different. I would never go back <laughs> to the way that it was. Although I enjoyed my life prior to this, right. um, I could not imagine uh, going back that way. So what kind of dads are, are you seeing in Deuce of Dads? Is it a lot of guys like you or is it folks from different walks of life that are just facing these issues? You know, I, I from my experience, because I have young children, um, I kind of thought that that was where the group would focus, um, you know, having whether it's toddlers and sort of because of that transitional part. But I'm finding there's actually some people that are joining the group that, you know, are soon to be expecting dads. Um, so they're kind of taking a proactive approach to, you know, before they have the child to kind of figure out how am I going to deal with this? You know, I'm, I'm looking at, back at my dad and thinking how he is. I mean, he's pretty stoic. He goes to work almost every day and that's the way he's always been. And so something like this doesn't seem like anything he would have ever wanted to do or even looked at. So what do you think is the difference now in our generation where now dads are wanting to do this? Like, why? What's the difference? Well, first, it's a hard sell. Uh, there's no question. This is, you know, from a marketing perspective, some of it is, uh, you know, talking to moms. Um, the mom's probably convincing the guy or the dad to go, hey, I think this would be a great thing for you. Um, you know, and, and what guys have to realize, too, is the fact that if they do step out and do this, um, they're going to score some serious points with their wife. You know what I think is really funny is that I, I read a lot of dad blogs, and what I find is that most of the comments are made by the moms. <laughs> it's not really followed by the dads. You know, they're, and they're like, oh, yeah, I need to get my husband to do this or I need to do that. It's, 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 uh, it's hilarious. Yeah, if you and talk to women and I hear, they hear about dudes to dads, they're like, oh, my husband has to do that. You know, but that's not what it's about. It's about the husband really wanting to, to, to participate and do it. And most of my friends, they're really tight-lipped. They want to find it out themselves. They want to go to the library, buy the books. They want to do it all themselves. And the last thing they want to do is actually talk about what their experiences are, probably because they don't know if they're alone in it or not. So, And I've never heard of, of something like this, so I think I really commend you for, for creating something yeah, like that. Yeah, and like you had, you had touched on earlier when in the introduction, you were saying that um, you talk to your other guy friends, and they may not be able to relate to it. And that was my situation. Mm -hmm. None of my guy friends had kids when I had my daughter, and they still don't. So I feel like most of my life now, I can't really hang with them. I can't really talk to them about what's going on. So I think something like this um, is actually a really good idea. Thank you. Yeah, and, and part of it, too, is, you know, immediate friends didn't see or maybe weren't as interested because they didn't want to get so close. Um, whereas when we come together as a group of strangers, you'd be amazed at how deep somebody can get and how, you know, how much information they're going to divulge. Um, but, and we also have some policies. It's, it's completely confidential. That's the one thing, um, you know, what happens at dudes to dads stays in dudes to dads. <laughs> uh, that's the one thing too. it, you know, you're encouraged to share ideas and things with your spouse, but the ideas of specifics and, and things that happen or, or very, very specific things about other people, we really want to keep it confidential. Cool. And so I think that, you know, that's kind of setting the stage for, you know, why you're here and kind of what we want to talk about. So, you know, I think that generally speaking, I, I couldn't imagine the previous generation of dads getting together for, you know, a meeting and, and to talk about things. And I right. think that, you know, all of us today are feeling like all these different expectations or or responsibilities that we're doing. And so I think we should talk a little bit about, you know, what kind of stuff are we doing as dads and maybe what where's that coming from? Is sure. that something that you guys talk about at the group? Or? Well, yeah, here I have a funny story. So I, I was um, I was just had my first child. I was in a gym and there was an older gentleman, I'd say probably 20, 30 years older than me, different, you know, the next generation or previous generation. He came up to me and he said, hey, congratulations. I heard you had a child. I said, yeah. And he said, are you changing diapers? 
I said, of course I'm changing diapers. It's my son, you know? Right. He's like, I am. Uh, I, I had four children and not once had I ever changed a diaper. And he was proud of that. That's crazy, That's right? Insanity. And I said, wait, you have four children who grew up and you've never changed it. And he was very proud. Right. You know, and so it was absolutely, a, there's a difference in generations. It's stunning. I mean, I actually had a friend though that, um, one of our friends, he had said, he like put his foot down and he didn't want to change diapers. And it, it actually was almost a repulsed feeling that I had that how can you as a dad these days have those feelings? But I, I guess it's still out there. But in general, I feel like more guys are like us now that, well, of course we're going to change our kids. Uh, you, can, right. you can fast forward to this generation. And in my household, I have changed virtually every single diaper. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I, it's true. I, I wouldn't be married if I wasn't changing a diaper. I mean, yeah. it's, it's crazy. So maybe it's not so much changes in us. Maybe it's a change in the women that the women have just, you know, said, hey, go do it. You know, there's a difference in um, in strength and a difference in um, maybe assertiveness that it's like, listen, I'm not going to put up with it. You know, you've got to go do your right. share. So, and maybe women put guys, up with it before. Yeah, guys, um, when they're told what to do, they'll go do it. Guys need to be told. You know, we can maybe learn over a long period of time. But if the wife says, go change the diaper, you say, okay, I'll go change it. But right. the, the idea is the child might sit there for hours in a dirty diaper because <laughs> you do not think about changing the diaper. Right. right. And that's just the way that we're wired. So... I, I think that communication has helped with women saying, hey, listen, I need help and being comfortable with asking for the help and guys willing to do it, you know. And we think about what's happening now with uh, with, with with moms, women um, joining the labor force and, 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 and being 50 or more percent of the labor force. You're seeing a lot of, you know, stay at home dads mm-hmm. instead of stay at home moms. And that's kind of a paradigm shift. And it's what do you do? And 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 we're we're really in an interesting time. It's just interesting to see how how things are are, are evolving and the roles that have actually changed. I can't imagine growing up and having my dad come home from work and take me to the doctor. I don't know if he ever did. My mom would though. Mm-hmm. And today, sure, it's it's going to be the dad or, or the mom, and it's you know there's going to be um, yeah. They sort of I, I've heard some some parents too. They say or some older uh, generations say. Yeah, I kind of started parenting sort of in their uh, teenage years. You know, I mean, <laughs> right. th- that's when they get involved, when the dad can finally throw the ball really fast or, you know, uh, their son starts playing sports or the daughter's going somewhere. I mean, that that's kind of the idea that, oh, yeah, that's when I got involved. And, you know, these are the rich years. I mean, yeah. these early, early Absolutely. years are, are really what's amazing. And some of the experiences are just, you know, you have. Well, do you think, Scott, that your experience of that, that, did you make kind of a conscious decision that you're going to be more engaged? Do you think that maybe on some subconscious level, because your dad wasn't the doctor appointment or whatever, that you were trying to do more or it's just kind of happening? Like, like what do you think, Scott and also Jason? It was absolutely my upbringing that made, that conditioned me to act how I am as a father yeah. uh, today. It's, I look back and, and I'm, you know, usually I find my friends fall into two camps. You either want to emulate your parents or you want to do the exact opposite. Well, right. I, am, I am the latter of the two. I, I feel like it was really important for me to to act a certain way for Alex and any future kid that I have yeah. because it gives them a fighting chance to do certain things that I didn't have growing up. I don't think mine was so much of an influence of, of my parents more that I really just wanted to be the best. I mean, that's what this – to me it was – I'm, I'm bringing in somebody into the world. It's like it's like my marriage. You know, I might I'm certainly not perfect, but I want to be. Yeah, and that's right. the, the idea of striving to do that. And I think that that's for me. That was more of the drive with the child. It was I'm having this child. I want to be the best parent I can. And how can I do that? You know, granted, I read way too many of those books, and I shouldn't have. <laughs> right. right. Um, but 
the idea of just wanting to be really good at it. And there's some pressures with that. I mean, that's a lot of pressure, you know, that you put on yourself. So um, I think part of the group too with Dudes to Dads is um, to relieve some of that pressure and to say, you know, it's okay to not be perfect. I mean, you can't be a perfect dad, a perfect husband, a perfect son. And, you know, each day starts over the next day. You know, and you can say, well, I was really good as a dad today, but guess what? I paid no attention to my wife, right. <laughs> you know, and vice versa. And right. so I think that you, you have that ability to do that. Yeah, I think I think that's great. After the break, let's talk a little bit more about, you know, some of the more specific things of what, what we're doing, but then also how we as dads can kind of handle it all. Because as we have this new responsibilities and doing more, we also have old traditional responsibilities as well. So we'll talk about that more after the break. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. We're back. We're picking up the conversation with Jason Kreidman from Dudes to Dads talking about the new breed of dads today. You know, we, I guess we never really kind of answered the question at the end of segment talking about, you know, why do you think dads are different today? Maybe we can't answer it a little bit more, but I think it's worth looking at a little bit further. I know for me personally, I felt that unless I was going to change a diaper or do something productive with my child, I wasn't going to be involved until they were 15 because, you know, my wife breastfed and she still continues to. So I feel like a lot of the activities, especially when they're not crawling, not active, is all revolved around mom. So yeah. if I'm not going to make a you know, a decision to be involved and change diapers and do as much as I can, then I'm really not going to bond with my daughter. And so for me personally, that was my own decision was if I'm not going to at least change some diapers, I'm really not going to see the kid because they're right. pretty much with mom all the time. Yeah. yeah. There was a little motivation for me too, to, to just do the best I can for my wife. So it actually wasn't even so much a thought process of me bonding with the child. Yeah. I think that's some of it, but it's, wow, my wife has to do all this stuff. Right. Right. What can I do to help? And you can't you know? breastfeed. No, right. not, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> right. Isn't that from, uh, meet the parents. <laughs> He's trying to breastfeed. Um, yeah, I think there's, there's sort of a, a lot of that where you're trying to help and, and do the best you can, but you're right. I mean, you, the, the baby's being breastfed. Uh, she's the one getting up at night to feed them. And, you know, right. I, I can maybe get a bottle once in a while to do that. Um, so it's hard. It, it's hard to yeah. feel like you're bonding with the baby, especially when it's brand new. Or just feeling useful. I felt yeah. like a lot of the time I wasn't useful. I was just kind of hanging around. I'll go clean. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, I feel like I need to be productive. If I'm sitting well, at home. I'm not just going to be watching the TV while you're, you know, doing stuff. I have to be productive, you know. Right. So, I mean, so so what are you guys seeing? Like, so cleaning changing diapers, you know, making the bottles like ahead of time. What are some other things that, you know, you guys have either done or heard about that we can do to help our wives? Well, I think that's kids? also in the in the baby stage, you know, the, yeah. the, actually then when you get to the toddler, it's, it's you know, one of the things that I talked about in Dudes to Dads is coming home from work and immediately uh, engaging with the children. So if there's no unwind period, there's no, it's drop whatever I'm doing and engage immediately. And it's amazing how that affects the, both the children. And then my wife looking over and go, Oh, look at him. Right. Um, you know, and, and so you get some bonus points and right. that, it, it always benefits you. Right. And I, I think it's, you know, whether you're, you're what, it doesn't matter what the activity is. If you're raising your children or you're going to work, you need a break. You know, you could easily come home and do your work all the way at home. 
But I think even if, you know, it's a great thing that you're interacting with your kids, but it's a break from whatever activity you were doing. Right. And so for you, it's a break from work. And for your wife, if she's staying at home, it's a break from being with the kids all day. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and look, the, the parenting is a, is a multifaceted thing. When you become a parent, you have a responsibility to be a good partner to your significant other spouse. And you have a re- responsibility to be the best you can be to your children. So moms need their alone time being, you know, being a overly happy to take your child and go to a park for several hours, which that's what I do every Saturday pretty much. And um, just allowing her to do what she needs, what she needs to do. And yeah, you know, we can't breastfeed. We can't do a lot of things. And beyond that, um, she's good at a lot of things that I'm not good at. So it's finding the things that you're strong in and making sure that you're, you're doing that. Now I'm, um, I'm not a I'm not a handyman either, but I was able to learn how to install a diaper sprayer on the side of the toilet. I'm responsible <laughs> for the diapers. Things I can wash those. And, I and, can and every them. time and company comes over, you point out I installed <laughs> that. Look what I did. You're darn right. <laughs> what are some things that working dads and I mean I, these tips might even apply to working moms too, because I know we have a lot of moms that uh, work as well. But you know, to help balance the responsibilities that are being piled upon us, like that we are taking on. It's not like we're saying, "Oh, if we're working, that we're going to just quit our job so we can be a stay-at-home dad, full-time mm-hmm. support." But on the same token, we're doing roles that you know tra- that a generation ago we weren't doing. What are some tips? Do you think for something balancing? that's something that's worked for me is actually sitting down and mapping it out and mapping the days out, kind of like your children uh, really appreciate uh, routine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing in the household where you say, hey, listen, because I know, for example, Friday, Saturday and Sunday nights, I'm typically in charge of dinner. And so, you know, whether it's we make Mexican food on Friday night or go do something else or, yeah. and I'm we've kind of taken on and then with certain responsibilities of cleaning or doing some chores or whatever, we're, we have predefined roles with that rather than just who's going to do it this time. You know, maybe you do switch every other week a certain role or, you know, responsibility or chore or something like that. So I think it's actually sitting down and writing all that out and kind of looking at here's what we have to do. Right. Here's who's going to do it. And, you know, we'll switch or, you know, whatever that might be. And like you said, you know, some people are good at some things and some people aren't good at others. So um, that's worked for me really well. I was going to ask, you know, I have some friends that are very more traditionalist and they feel, you know, like, you know, sometimes you may talk about, well, you know, I do the laundry, I do this and that. And you kind of get flack for that. Like, what, how do you feel about that? Like, what, what kinds of things do you say? Or, you know, how do you still feel like I'm a guy? Still feel like the man. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, you know, well, you I will say, say my, my wife is wonderful and does most of that stuff. Um, at the same time, there are things that, um, especially if it's the whole thing of needing help, you know, say, Hey, listen, I need you to do this, but we have a pretty clear understanding of our roles and responsibilities. So there's not often an expectation to say, Hey, why aren't you doing X and vice versa? I mean, for right. many of us, right. it's, and then if there is some problem where there's a scheduling conflict or something, it's like, Hey, can you help me out with this? It's, it's, you feel like you're on a team. You're not, you really do. Yeah, you feel like yeah. you're on this team I, and it's like, you know, and you can really uh, get support from the other person. I think that's what's really important. But to to remember that your teammates, uh, but you're talking about laundry, it kind of, it made me realize that what happens is a lot of times I know in my house that I've got a different threshold for when I think that we really, really need to do laundry than <laughs> than my wife has a different threshold. Or you have pink underwear as a result of the reds <laughs> yeah, and the whites getting different. Right. And so she'll kind of like, I, you you kind of find where the thresholds are a little bit different, um, and yeah. you know what responsibilities. Well, I'll give you work. a trick. You can mess up the laundry once, 
and then <laughs> you don't true. have to do it anymore. That's true. That's absolutely true. <laughs> right? Not, we don't do that, though. That's just what we heard other people do. I just can't seem to iron this shirt. How do you do it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There have been plenty of discussions on that topic in our household. So <laughs> yeah. I, I've been outed by doing that. I yeah, think it's, it's just sharing. You know, it, it, it's just really writing them out and under, have a clear understanding of what your roles and responsibilities are. And one of the things that's, uh, you know, that, that we're all saying here is that you are a unit and you are a family. And so sitting down and actually figuring out, okay, what, what do we want to make sure that our family does on a daily basis? In, in our household, Andrea is a phenomenal cook. Now, she could do a lot of the chores, and that would be at the expense of the good food. I would much prefer to have the great food. I'm happy to do the things that, you know, if I'm talking talking with a bunch of dudes, might seem a little emasculating or something. It, it doesn't matter. I want to eat good food if I have to. That's a great uh, argument, though. Right. Good food is worth it. Yeah, but, you know, if anyone ever gives me flack for, like, you know, let's say I like to go on Pinterest, right, and do pins, and be like, oh, that's totally for girls. You know, all you have to say is, all right, yeah, ask my wife how feminine I am or how how not heterosexual I am. Like, everything's fine. Not there's anything I swear wrong with I'm that. not. Not there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, whatever works for you and your family, that's what you've got to figure out. I know? think if you're getting flack, I mean, then it becomes your own confidence. I mean, you're getting flack. Right, right, right. I'll tell you, when I said that I was starting this dudes to dads thing, I was very hesitant to, you know, especially the people I knew, to say anything. And after now a while, I'm very proud of it. You know, it's, it's, you become to sort of own it and right. become, as you get more and more into it, um, and you kind of realize what matters. I mean, the fact that if, if somebody kind of looks weird at that or looks down upon it, yeah, they've probably got their own stuff going on. It's on you them. Know, it's it's not, not on you. Yeah. And I think that that just comes over time with right. confidence and, you know. And I, and I think overall with guys, I feel like we all kind of feel each other out to kind of decide, like, I'm not really sure if I'm going to be accepted if I say that that's okay. So I'm going to wait. And I feel like once somebody breaks the seal, then it's kind of like, okay, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do that too. Like, yeah. oh, my God, I just watched all the laundry yesterday. Like, you know, I think you have to kind of wait and right. find out. And the confidence is such a great issue because one of the things that I don't think has changed from the generations is that dads must be the picture of testosterone for the family right. and higher levels of testosterone yeah. exude confidence. And so it doesn't really matter what you do if you're confident in it, confident in it, you are projecting yourself the way you should as a man in a way that you couldn't if you were the mom. Yeah. Right. right. Totally. Yeah, well, I'm definitely proud to be the new dad that we are of this generation. For listeners that either want to learn more about the Dudes to Dads specific group or maybe um, in other areas, can you maybe give some advice on either how to connect with you or how to maybe find a group in their area that might be similar? Sure. You know, I started with Meetup. Uh, it was meetup.com, and that's how I just thought, how could I start this group and get some word out? So my my web, or I guess the website address for the Meetup is meetup.dudestodads.com. Um, and then also through Twitter, uh, handles dudes to dads. Got it. And we'll have all that information on the Parent Savers website. But if you're in another area, you can go to Meetup and look for similar groups. Or yeah, you can either look for groups, or if you feel like this is something that you can start yourself. I mean, I'm yeah. you know I, it, my group's kind of concentrated on North San Diego, which is very specific. But right. um, you know, don't be afraid to start a group, um, even if it's just a couple of buddies or a couple of friends getting together. Um, you know be open to discussing these kinds of things and you'll, you'll, you'll be amazed at how good you'll feel. I mean, I come out of those meetings feeling so good um, with the idea that, God, you know, this is just a great thing to be able to share, uh, share my, you know, it's almost, I say it's like a therapy session, but 
but it is. It's it's kind of like you feel one that you've gained some knowledge, and then also two, you may be helping somebody else by sharing your experiences. So that's great. Well, well, thanks so much again, Jason, for uh, helping us learn more about the new breed of dad and having this discussion. If you want to get more information about today's show, go to our episodes page at parentsavers.com, where we'll also link to all the information about Jason's dudes to dads outreach, as well as other information on how you can meet up. Our conversation will actually continue with Jason after the show for our Parent Savers Club members, so stick around and see our website if you do want to sign up for that program. We'll be talking about the best and worst parts of being a dad. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, Parent Savers. This is the Daddy Complex. I'm David Vienna, father of twin boys. And if my experience has taught me anything about parenting, it's that I know nothing about parenting. If you're expecting your first child, I'm sure someone has told you in passing that along with welcoming a new life into your house, you will also welcome a horde of germs. We were told when the boys start going to preschool, they pick up colds pretty frequently. It turned out the word frequently doesn't accurately convey exactly how often a child brings home an illness. And it's not just colds. Oh, sweet, merciful Christ, no. First, let me tell you this, and please understand it is not an exaggeration. Your child will have a runny nose pretty much from age two to three. And I don't mean off and on. I mean a year-long runny nose, perhaps longer. The only variables are how much it runs and the color of the snot. Second, whatever bug they pick up, you will get. There's no avoiding it. They touch everything. They want to share your food. Your home will become a hazmat team's worst-case scenario. And the frequency thing I mentioned, the illnesses will come on average every month, sometimes more than that. I just got over my third cold or sore throat or whatever in six weeks. Now my wife has it, and it's knocked her out, which brings me to my third and final point. These illnesses are nothing like you've ever experienced. Somehow the colds and stomach bugs toddlers pick up hit adults exponentially greater. When your child gets a cold, they will maybe have a restless night and a cough. When you get it, it will be Captain Trips, an end-of-days-style plague that will leave you whimpering for help through clogged sinuses and a ravaged throat. Of all the illnesses my boys have brought home, I only managed to avoid getting one. And that's because I locked myself in the bedroom with a week's supply of SpaghettiOs and the complete DVD collection of Spaced. Yes, you should wash your hands often. By the way, another thing they don't tell you is that you wash your hands so much, your skin will literally crack open and bleed. Not kidding. But by the time you see your child sneeze, it's already too late. Washing your hands at that point is just to teach them how to do it. You might also show them how to work the can opener so they can feed you SpaghettiOs when you're too weak to feed yourself. Check out more of my terrible advice at thedaddycomplex.com, The Huffington Post, or on Twitter at The Daddy Complex. You can also view episodes of Fighting With Babies, my puppet web series for parents, at thedaddycomplex.com slash FWB. And be sure to keep listening to Parent Savers for more fatherly tips. That wraps up today's episode. We would love to hear from you. Tell us what you think. If you have questions for Jason or any of our other experts or topics we discuss, call our Parent Savers hotline at 619-866-4775. Give us a tweet on Twitter or a comment on our Facebook page or send us an email through our website, parentsavers.com. And don't forget, Parent Club members, tune in to our behind-the-scenes chat that's starting right now. Next week, we'll continue the discussion of topics that new dads and new moms care about, taking a look at circumcision. Snip, snip. Thanks for listening to Parent Savers, empowering new parents.
This has been a new Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.